0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I
1: dot com. A pyramid-shaped curse. I'm Jason Horton. I'm
2: Rebecca Lieb.
1: And this is Ghost Town. It was the most bizarre thing. All of a sudden, we plummeted 8,000 feet below the Earth's surface. And then there were these talking camels and kings and queens. The elevators didn't go up or down, but sideways, like that. And then I said, Bill, look, those people, they're floating. And then there was this, this light, you know, and you could see it all the way from outer space. It's different on the inside, too.
2: Luxor, get into it. This week, I stayed in the Luxor Hotel for the first time since I was 10. Honestly, I didn't throw up after seeing Body Worlds, but not much else had changed. So why did I stay there when I had a lot of other options when spending the night in Vegas? Because the Luxor is known as one of the most haunted and deadliest hotels in Las Vegas. For a debaucherous tiny city that has anywhere from 17,000 to 22,000 deaths per year, i It was 22,049 in 2020, just to give you a frame of reference. That's a pretty strong label. Today, we're talking about the curse of the Luxor in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Luxor Hotel and Casino was opened in 1993 and is 120,000 square feet, 30 stories of Egyptian paraphernalia, hospitality, and entertainment draws. While it only has 2,000 slot machines and 87 table games, not that much compared to other hotels, its draw is its architecture. It was named after the lost city of Luxor in Egypt, a 3,400-year-old royal city that was built by Pharaoh Amenhotep III. Don't know this lost Egyptian city off the top of your head? Let me refresh your memory. The Nile River runs through it, and it's where the necropolis and the Valley of the Kings, the famous graves of pharaohs, were constructed. So no pressure, Las Vegas Luxor. The hotel was in a bad place way before its opening. Construction wasn't completed by the time the hotel was taking guests. As a result, some guests stayed in rooms that weren't entirely finished. But honestly, nobody really cared. Everyone was really pumped about the Luxor. The hotel casino was the creation of Circus Circus Enterprises, an example of the short-lived, family-friendly era of Vegas, intended to be fun for kids as much as it was for adults. The hotel itself, which, when you approach it, it's this giant, dark, pyramid, is actually the third largest pyramid in the world, right behind the pyramids at Giza. (laughs) Constructed under the name Project X, the hotel officially opened at 4 a.m. on October 15, 1993, to a crowd of 10,000 people. It cost $290 billion to make, and the pyramid specifically cost $375 million to build. It was the tallest building on the Strip at the time and contained 2,500 rooms, I stayed in one of these rooms, and let me tell you, while my view was amazing, pretty much nothing had changed or had been updated since 1993. We'll put some pictures of my luxe suite up, and you can take a look for yourselves. At the time, though, it was a sensation. The pyramid was awesome, and there's these large Egyptian sculptures everywhere, including a giant sphinx that was out front, and there's still one that sits in the atrium. It's weird, though, looking at it from a modern lens— People didn't quite do their research on the historical correctness or scale of these statues. Surprised? There are also these Willy Wonka-style elevators called inclinators due to how they follow the hotel's slanted shape at a 39-degree angle, which didn't initially work correctly. (laughs) Not long after opening, the building itself was literally sinking into a soft spot, which was highly uncommon for the typical hard desert floor. Back at its opening, there was even more Egyptian intrigue. The resort featured the Nile River Tour, which was a river ride that carried guests to different parts of the pyramid and passed by pieces of ancient artwork that encircled the casino. I vaguely remember this as being awesome as a kid, but the river tour was removed three years after the hotel's opening for whatever reason. There was, and I'm not sure if it's still in operation, the Luxor Sky Beam. At the Luxor's opening, it was the strongest beam of light in the world, using curved mirrors to collect the light from 39 xenon lamps and focus them into one intense narrow beam from the top of the pyramid. On a clear night, the sky beam was visible up to 275 miles away, and I'm sure you've seen pictures of it. It looks insane. It's like something out of a sci-fi movie that you can stay in. Ah, Las Vegas in the 90s. The hotel also had King Tut's Tomb and Museum, a near-exact replica of King Tutankhamun's tomb like it was found in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. The replica tomb was closed in June 2008, and its recreated artifacts were donated to the Las Vegas Natural History Museum. It was that good. So good that, again, they're still at the Las Vegas Natural History Museum, a real natural history museum. That's just kind of how this city rolls, and I love it. In other news of things I don't love, the rush job of building the Luxor was the first in a long line of the hotel's fatalities. During the hotel's construction, at least two construction workers reportedly died. Reportedly, I say that because it's believed that their deaths were covered up to protect the resort's reputation, especially in these early days. Some local sources suggest that as many as seven workers died during the building of the Luxor. Just looking at it, the angles, the scale, I'd imagine construction would be extremely dangerous. According to VegasGhosts.com, it is the most treacherous construction process in the history of the Strip. In 1996, the hotel went through a $240 million expansion that included an IMAX, some more towers, and a cool 2,000 more hotel rooms. It was in September of this year that a woman jumped from the 26th story of the hotel, falling to her death. Her head injuries were so severe that she could not be readily identified, and she had no ID. The woman landed by the old buffet's entrance, which shortly after her death was completely and thoroughly cleared out and converted into a food court. Nobody knows why this woman jumped, and that's part of the mystery. There have been at least a few other falls, too, such as a man falling to his death from the 10th floor around that same time. In 1998, the hotel got another $675 million more for renovations, and in July 2007, the owners, MGM Resorts International, gave the place another facelift, removing much of the Egyptian architecture and themes and replacing it with a more modern look. During this time, there was a bombing. In May 2007, in the Luxor parking garage, a coffee cup was left atop a car of a 24-year-old Luxor food court employee. When the employee went to remove the cup, it exploded. A homemade explosive device was inside the cup. The employee died from shrapnel inside the bomb. Two men were later convicted of creating and placing the bomb, but they didn't know the victim. There was also no apparent motive as to why they made or left the bomb in the first place. In 2010, the place got another revamp, and Britney Spears hosted a party in their new club, and the hotel kind of refocused on esports and betting, which was definitely still my experience there. Also that year, a former University of Nevada Las Vegas football player, Demario Reynolds, got into an altercation with Jason Sindelar, a mixed martial arts fighter. According to the police, the two men were friends, and during a party, Sindelar and his girlfriend fought in one of the suites. Reynolds intervened. He asked the MMA fighter to please leave the party. Witnesses reported that Cindelar was highly drunk and very angry. The fighter then attempted to grab his girlfriend by the throat and hit her. Reynolds tried to restrain Cindelar in a, quote, bear hug on the bathroom floor, per one witness. After Reynolds finally let him go, things calmed down. Cindelar left the suite, but soon returned, lunging at Reynolds and proceeded to strike him in the chest and head. The fight was broken up again, and Reynolds was taken to the Desert Springs Hospital, but it was too late. DeMario Reynolds died from his injuries in the hospital. Then there are Luxor's inclinators, those weird diagonal elevators. I use them a couple of times during my stay, and they do not feel safe. Because they're not! In 2012, an airman from Nellis Air Force Base got into a fight with a colleague in the first-floor lobby of the Luxor's West Tower. The friend pushed the airman against the elevator door, which was then inexplicably opened, despite no elevator compartment being inside. The airman fell 25 feet down the empty shaft to the basement level. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. In six years since the fall, there seemed to be no clear updates about his condition, what's happening with him, other than some sources saying that he later died from his injuries. Also in 2012, big year for the Luxor, the resort had a Legionella bacterial contamination in their water. Legionella in the water can cause Legionnaires' disease, which is a severe lung inflammation. Think pneumonia from hell. The hotel acted immediately and appropriately by superheating and chlorinating the water system to kill the water-dwelling bacteria, but three guests got critically sick of Legionnaires, and one of them died. Weirdly enough, again, as tragic as this is, after the first two cases of Legionnaires were discovered, the Luxor's water was tested, but no bacteria showed up on that test. This testing discrepancy likely allowed the bacteria to go undetected for long enough to later contaminate and kill the third guest. For a hotel and casino that's relatively young for Vegas, since its inception, the Luxor has had a significantly high number of murders, suicides, and unexplained deaths. The frequency and strangeness of these incidents has people thinking that maybe the Luxor is cursed. It could be cursed from renovations, profiting off of another culture, or maybe not paying attention to the details of said culture. And that, honestly, coming off of a night that I did not sleep very well, I can wrap my head around it. I can believe it. So let's take a break. And after that, we can talk about ghostly hauntings and this insidious curse.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well.
1: It looks like fall is already here. People are headed back to school and the office. For me, I'm looking forward to the spooky season, and as usual, playing Best Fiends. Best Fiends is my go-to when I need a break from researching true crime and the paranormal. Best Fiends is that perfect travel companion for that much-needed break. You can take Best Fiends with you everywhere, and it doesn't require Wi-Fi, so no excuses. Collect more of your favorite cute characters as you try to defeat one more challenging level. I've personally made it past level 700, and Best Fiends is over 5,000 levels. So the fun is endless. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Every time you play, there's always something new to experience. Make the most of your downtime, and spend some time with Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play for free today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Hi, hello, how are you doing? Hello. We hope you are well. We want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you to our patrons and to our government. The mayors, Ashley Matson, Hello. David Bull. Hello. Joshua Lambert. Hello. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. And James Harrington. Hello. And our fearless leader, sitting in her ghost town mansion, paid for by the taxpayers, Avian Noble. Hello. So if you want early access with no chit chat or ads, bonus episodes, go to slash ghost town pod. I'm a guest on the new episode of the podcast, Too Scary Didn't Watch. They talk about horror movies and we talk about the movie, The Poughkeepsie Tapes, mostly because I used to live in Poughkeepsie. It is a really disturbing movie. So check it out if you dare. Too Scary Didn't Watch, wherever you get podcasts, or go to com. All right, let's get back into it.
2: So the Luxor, this shit show of a hotel, has a very tragic history, which means a lot of good stories and a lot of good ghost stories. Of course, there are the ghosts of the fallen construction workers seen in quiet parts of the hotel, especially when the riverboats were in operation. The woman I mentioned earlier who jumped to her death is believed to haunt the 26th floor and manifests by flowing on the backs of people walking around the floor. So flowing is a word that they used. I assume it just means feeling something undead crawling down your back. Ugh, I don't know. Then just eight stories above the room that I stayed in is room 30018. According to guests and employees, the room features a metallic noise that clangs like clockwork every morning at 8.30 a.m. Whatever makes this noise refuses to show itself. But it is an infamous noise in an infamous rooms that haunts the hotel today. Then there's the deadly blonde. Multiple rooms seem to be haunted by the same blonde woman. Nobody's sure who she is, but she has a thing for strangling guests who sleep in the rooms that she haunts. Numerous visitors have reported having a dream about a blonde woman and wake up feeling hands around their necks and they're unable to breathe and they panic. And yet when they turn the lights and get out of bed, nobody is in their room. Some hotel guests may not see the Luxor blonde, but they do wake up finding it hard to breathe, sweating profusely. People have heart trouble and report experiencing intense chest pains, especially in the rooms with the Luxor blonde. A lot of rooms not affiliated with this ghost hear fists hammering against the door in the middle of the night, and then when they go to see who's there, there's nothing. Here's a TripAdvisor review from January 2013 from Ancho. It'll give you a little bit of a sense of what I'm talking about. The review goes, Back in January, my son and daughter-in-law stayed at the Luxor. When she first walked into the room, she said she felt strange. She and my son left to do a little gambling. When she returned to the room without my son, she noticed that the cable wires were pulled out from behind the dresser. She wasn't sure if it was like that when they first arrived, so she just ignored it. She showered and went to bed. But just as she was falling asleep, she heard banging on her door. She quickly got up because she thought my son had lost his room key and wanted her to open the door. But when she opened the door, nobody was there, not even in the hallway. She called me at home to see what she should do. I advised her to call the front desk and let them know what was going on. We were a little worried that there might be some intruder lurking in the hallways or something. She called the front desk and immediately went downstairs to see about changing rooms. When she told the front desk clerk what was going on, he gave her a strange look. He immediately upgraded them to a suite. She didn't want to return to the room by herself, so he escorted her to the room. My son was in another casino while all of this was going on. When they arrived at their room, he told her that there was no way anyone could have just pulled out the TV cords like that, and that he had a strange feeling when he entered. He also told her that he never puts a guest in the room that they were staying in. He did indicate that there was a strange, eerie thing going on in this particular room. Even as they were in the room, they heard strange noises and pounding on the walls and door. He apologized for the inconvenience. (laughs) Once they moved to their new suite, all was well and they enjoyed the rest of their stay. At least the Luxor is quick to accommodate their guests. So, (laughs) yeah, a lot of people think the Luxor is cursed. Let's talk about this curse. The most popular theory around the Luxor's curse is its offensively over-Egyptian theming. So like I said before, especially when it was first opening, the Luxor was famed for its Egyptian flourishes and sculptures and architecture. The Luxor imported reproductions of ancient Egyptian artifacts from Egypt for its King Tut replica display. They were made painstakingly well and loyal to the methods and materials used just like those in ancient Egypt. Unfortunately, this craftsmanship didn't quite extend to the rest of the property, and a lot of people think that the Luxor has been cursed for being shitty to Egyptian belief and tradition. For example, the Luxor only has one sphinx. Traditionally, having two sphinxes is essential to protect the pyramid. You might think, well, what about the pyramid at Giza? There was two at one point, and this is essential to the belief system around sphinx and the architecture around tombs and pyramids. So one sphinx at the Luxor, not a good idea. Also, people question the shape of the pyramid. So pyramids in ancient Egypt are supposed to have an eye or the shape of an eye on top of the pyramid to be protective, um, to kind of tap into its energy and mysticism. Well, the Luxor pyramid does not have an eye on top. Because of this, the Luxor Pyramid is supposed to have a dark energy and perhaps is cursed because of it. I mean, does anyone have another billion? That seems like an easy fix. And then just looking at the broader picture, the Luxor is a hotel modeled after a tomb. That can't be good. A less popular theory has to do with Vegas itself. The Luxor now sits on what was once the site of a popular burial ground for mobsters' victims— not good for superstition, obviously, and probably not good for existing mobsters or organized crime in Vegas. Obviously, the Luxor is still in operation. You can go stay there like I did, grab a room for 100 bucks or something on the off day, go see Carrot Top. I actually slept pretty well there, so I recommend the beds. But if you do go there and sleep there, I hope you only dream of brunettes and redheads for your own safety.